Well, good morning to you. It is Wednesday, February 20... 22nd is today? 22nd already? Let's see. Yes, it is. February 22nd, 2023. February 22nd, 2023. Slava Ukraine. Heroium Slava. You know, every morning I get up and I say, is there any news? Am I going to have anything to say? And then I get a day like today and I said the same thing and it turned out there's a lot of news. <laughs> PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. Uh, that's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you coming every day. Thank you so much. Uh, I know I, I, I know I repeat it. I say the same thing every day, but I really do appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, if you can, bring someone with you today or tomorrow and tweet to me questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Maybe you want to send me a news story. Maybe you just want to say hi. Everything's cool. So let's start with uh, Russia and Ukraine. As we expected and as we said would happen, uh, Russian news agency TASS uh, reported that Russia's Deputy Foreign Minister, Sergei Rybkov, has denounced Biden's speech in Poland yesterday as a doomed attempt to put pressure on Moscow. Hey, we're not attempting to put pressure. You already have pressure. Uh, Rybkov said, I assess this speech as one of the many attempts doomed to failure to put pressure on the Russian Federation. There is nothing new in the text. We have all heard it dozens of times. There are no glimmers of common sense in Washington's politics. Which is really funny. Because isn't that exactly what I said yesterday about Putin's speech? That uh, there is nothing new in the text. We have all heard it dozens of times. Didn't I say that exact same thing about Putin? Yesterday? I did, didn't I? (laughs) He noted that Biden's speech validated Russia's decision to suspend participation in the New START Treaty. Uh, China's uh, Wang Yi went to Moscow from the EU visit. Uh, Putin said at the meeting with uh, Wang Yi, the cooperation between China and Russia on the world stage is very important to stabilize the international situation. Putin also said he was looking forward to a visit to Moscow by Chinese President Xi Jinping and to deepening the partnership between the two countries. In comments broadcast on Russian state TV, Wang Yi said relations between Beijing and Moscow could not be influenced by other countries. Well, you know, if you do something to spite the United States, that means we've influenced you. Uh, Before meeting with Putin, Wang held talks with Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov. Uh, Putin, of course, he wants arms and ammunition. Uh, It's getting, I'm telling you, I I mean, we don't see it. But I think underneath there's some stuff going on that we don't know about that they are running out of stuff. But we'll see. We'll see. I could be completely wrong. Uh, Russia said it is studying a newly released paper on Beijing's global security initiative, the GSI, uh, Chinese leader Xi Jinping's flagship security proposal. Uh, Foreign Ministry spokeswoman 
Maria Zakharova said in a briefing, the positions of the two countries on the most pressing international issues coincide or are close, which the uh, Russian and Chinese leadership has repeatedly spoken about. The same can be said for the Global Security Initiative. Yesterday, China released the GSI paper, which aims to uphold the principle of indivisible security, a concept endorsed by Moscow. I'm not sure what it means, but I'm sure it helps them in some way if it doesn't help the rest of the world. Uh, Biden is wrapping up a four-day visit to Poland and Ukraine by reassuring allies on NATO's eastern flank that his administration is highly attuned. You know, I was just thinking. While I was saying that sentence, I was thinking. Russia is really unpopular right now. Everybody hates Russia. If China decided to invade Russia right now, nobody would come to Russia's defense. And they could take the whole country. Wouldn't that be interesting? Anyway, Uh, Biden is wrapping up his four-day visit to Poland and Ukraine by reassuring allies on NATO's eastern flank that his administration is highly attuned to the looming threats and other impacts caused by the Russian war in Ukraine. Uh, Before departing Warsaw, Biden is holding talks with leaders from the Bucharest Nine, uh, which is a collection of uh, nations in the uh, easternmost parts of the NATO alliance, uh, the group was formed in response to, uh, you know, Russia's annexation of the Ukraine's uh, Crimean Peninsula in 2014. Uh, the alliance consists of Bulgaria, the Czech Republic, uh, Hungary, Romania, Slovakia, and of course the Baltic and Russian um, bordering countries: uh, Poland, Latvia, Estonia, and Lithuania. Uh, today's Russians, uh, Russia's Duma moved to uh, solidify Putin's word with their rubber stamp. Russia's parliament moved to suspend Moscow's per, uh, participation in the New START treaty as officials lined up to blame the United States and the West for the breakdown of the last remaining nuclear pact between Washington and Moscow. The lower house voted to approve the suspension of the treaty. The lower house is the Duma. Uh, The Federation Council, the upper chamber of the parliament, was due to vote on the same proposal after 3 p.m., which is likely happening right now. Uh, Russia's former president, Dmitry Medvedev, you know, that psycho, uh, who is now deputy chairman of the Security Council, said the move was was a long overdue response to the U.S. and NATO effectively declaring war on Russia. There it is again. We declared war on Russia. When did that happen? Uh, This decision was forced on us by the war declared by the United States and other NATO countries on our country. It will have a huge resonance in the world overall and in the United States in particular. (sighs) A top defense ministry official, Major General Yevgeny Ilyin, told the lower house or, uh, you know, the Duma, that Russia would continue to observe agreed limits on nuclear delivery systems, uh, meaning missiles and uh, strategic bomber planes. We discussed that yesterday. Our RIA news agency quoted Ilyin as saying it would also continue to provide Washington with notifications on nuclear deployment in order to prevent false alarms, which is important for maintaining strategic stability. 
Uh, in a statement, uh, the French Foreign Ministry said the New START Treaty is an essential instrument of the international architecture of nuclear arms control and strategic stability. It also expressed concerns over Russian President Vladimir Putin's remarks that his country is ready to conduct a nuclear test in case the U.S. conducts one. I, I don't understand the problem with nuclear tests, as long as they're underground tests. You don't want to be doing it overground. Anyway. Uh, EU countries failed to agree on new sanctions against Russia meant to be in place for uh, the one-year anniversary of Moscow's invasion of Ukraine on uh, Friday. Friday is the uh, one-year anniversary. Um, well, Friday will be the day that they started one year ago. Uh, the proposed package includes trade curbs worth more than 10 billion euros, uh, according to the bloc's chief executive, including a ban on EU imports of Russian rubber. It would also bar EU exports to uh, Russia of uh, tech equipment and spare parts that Moscow might use on the battlefield. The uh, Russian rubber is too small for us anyway. That's a joke. The Yevgeny Prigozhin has urged Russians to pressure, pressure Russia Whenever, whenever uh, the word pressure comes before Russia, I say pressure. <laughs> and I, I can't stop doing it. I've, I've done it numerous times. Uh, let's try this again. Yevgeny Prigozhin, uh, you know, he's the leader of the um, uh, uh, Wagner uh, uh, security group, has urged Russians to pressure Russia a re, uh, regular army into sharing ammunition with his fighters in Ukraine. He said on Telegram, if every Russian at his own level, in order to uh, not to call anyone to rallies, rallies, would simply say, give ammunition to Wagner, as is already going on on social media, then this would already be important. Eh, you know, Russian translation. Uh, we'll make them give ammunition. Of course, this is more political infighting. Okay. And it, it is politics. If they give him more ammunition, that's a tacit uh, admission that he was given less and a possible admission that they are running low. Also, if they give the ammunition, that means less for regular soldiers, which means they'll have... Uh, regular soldiers will have less success than Wagner, which would make Wagner look more viable. If they don't give ammunition, they'll be seen as hurting the war effort. It's a win-win for Prigozhin and a lose-lose for the ministry. I'm telling you, there are bigger hits in politics than in sports, and not just in the U.S. Uh, the Swedish Security Service said in a statement, Russia is currently the single biggest threat to Sweden. Uh, the regime's actions are unpredictable, and it is inclined to take big risks. Uh, the security service said China and Iran were the other two most prominent threats to Sweden, and that the two were cooperating with Russia. Uh, if you remember, Sweden still is not in NATO. Sweden and Finland are waiting to join, and Sweden, Sweden is having the roughest time because of Turkey. In Kharkiv, the biggest city in eastern Ukraine, local officials said two civilians were wounded in, Russia, in a Russian missile, missile attack on industrial facilities. As we discussed, Kharkiv lies about 20 miles from the border with Russia and has frequently been under uh, fire since Russia invaded Ukraine a year ago. 
Ior Terakov, the Kharkiv mayor, wrote on Telegram, according to preliminary data, four strikes hit the Kiev district of Kharkiv. The enemy is targeting industrial facilities. Uh, two civilians have been killed in Russian shelling of the Kherson region in southern Ukraine. Uh, Regional Gov- Governor Ale- Alexander uh, Prokudin said an 81-year-old woman and a 68-year-old man were killed during shelling of the village of Nova Dayinka, about 40 kilometers, which is like uh, 25 miles uh, from the city of Kherson. Um, now let's move on. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the rest of the world. Uh, I did not expect this from our government. Monday, the United Nations Security Council unanimously approved a formal uh, statement expressing opposition to Israel's ongoing expansion of illegal settlements on occupied Palestinian territory. The first time in more than six years, the United States has permitted the body to rebuke Israel. Okay, think about that. First time in six years. Whose administration was that? The Obama administration. Whose is it now? The Biden administration. Whose was it in between? Okay. Uh, Is this a crack in the armor of the support for the apartheid government? And that's what Israel is. Uh, The Associated Press reported Monday. The Palestinian-backed draft resolution was the subject of frantic talks by senior Biden administration officials, including Secretary of State Antony Blinken, with Palestinian, Israeli, and United Arab Emirates leaders. Those uh, discussions culminated in a deal Sunday to forego it in favor of a weaker presidential statement that is not legally binding. The statement was watered down, and the U.S. had to pressure the UAE to not enforce a stronger statement uh, which would have uh, demanded Israel immediately and completely cease all settlement activities in occupied Palestinian territory, which is what really needs to be done. And I'll go further. They need to withdraw those settle, uh, the, any settlements that have made since 1967, as far as I'm concerned. The weaker version of the statement said the Security Council reiterates the continuing Israeli that continuing Israeli settlements activities are dangerously imperiling the viability of the two-state solution based on the 1967 lines. The Security Council expresses deep concern and dismay with Israel's announcement on February 12th referring to the uh, to far-right uh, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, Benjamin Netanyahu's administration's decision to retroactively authorize nine illegal settlements built without government approval in the occupied West Bank and East Jerusalem. On settlements, the Security Council statement also strongly opposes all unilateral measures that impede peace, including Israeli construction, an expansion of settlements, confiscation of Palestinians' land, and the legalization of settlement outposts, demolition of Palestinian homes, and the displacement of Palestinian civilians. Israel will ignore it and make things worse, as they usually do. Now, there was breaking news. I did not get to it. Israel was attacking someone in the West Bank. I don't know what was going on. I did not have time to read the story. I got other stuff that I got to do today. Maybe we'll have more of that tomorrow. In that news tightening around that bright orange neck, yesterday, 
the uh, foreperson of the Atlanta-based grand jury that investigated Trump's attempts to overturn the 2020 election, uh, Emily Kors, said that the panel is recommending multiple indictments and suggested the big name may be on the list. She didn't say what that big name was. Uh, now, uh, grand juries usually remain silent. Uh, so this is odd. And they don't even like their names out there. They don't want anybody knowing who they are. I, I once contacted someone in a grand jury, and the first thing they asked was how I got their information. Right? Uh, this had to do uh, with my internment in Orange County Jail and my mistreatment. Uh, anyway, Emily Kors, <coughs> excuse me, Emily Kors said, uh, there may be some names on that list that you wouldn't expect, but the big name that everyone keeps asking about, asking me about, I don't think you will be shocked. Maybe she was referring to Rudy Giuliani. Hmm, who else could it possibly be? I, she declined to disclose exactly how many indictments the special grand jury recommended, uh, be brought as part of the investigation, saying only that she believes it is more than 12. We are still waiting on Fannie Willis to make decisions on who will be indicted or, or who, who will be sent to the, to the new grand jury. Uh, I haven't talked much about the Ohio train accident, though I have gotten messages asking me how it's happened and in my uh, uh, in my going around town, people talk to me about politics all the time because they know I know, and I made a mistake. We'll get to that in a second. Republican governor and most GOP members in the o in Ohio have gotten huge donations from Norfolk Southern Rail so they could get away with anything they wanted in Ohio. This was a train nearly two miles long. It was an accident waiting to happen. Norfolk Southern is a company known for fighting safety requirements and reducing employee roles to save money. That's why it happened. With less safety regulations and less employees to make sure things are running, running well, this was bound to happen. The accident falls directly on GOP shoulders. Yesterday, U.S. Environmental Protection uh, Agency administ Administrator uh, Michael Reagan, Reagan uh, met with residents of East Palestine. That's where my mistake was. East Palestine and Palestine are two different places. Uh-oh. Uh, Ohio has... Uh, uh, he met in East uh, Palestine and Ohio as he announced that the Biden administration has ordered railway operator Norfolk Southern to take responsibility for all cleanup work associated with the train derailment that forced the town to evacuate temporarily earlier this month. Uh, he, he told them, uh, the rail line, they had a choice, not much of a choice. Any required work that Norfolk Southern fails to complete will immediately be done, be done by the EPA and the agency will then seek to compel Nor uh, Norfolk Southern to pay triple the cost. The EPA issued a legally binding order to the company requiring it to identify and clean up contaminated soil and water, reimburse the agency for cleaning services that will be offered throughout the town to give residents peace of mind regarding the safety of air and drinking water, uh, attending, uh, attend public meetings, and pay for the costs the EPA incurs during the cleanup in East Palestine in Ohio. I guess E. E. 
uh, East Palestine, Ohio, EPO. I guess the EPA is with EPO. Uh, as governor, DeWine has been largely non-existent in this political hot potato. Yesterday, Demo- uh, Pennsylvania Democratic Governor Josh Shapiro joined uh, Reagan, Reagan in East Palestine, which lies near the Ohio-Pennsylvania border, and said Norfolk Southern injected unnecessary risk into the response to the disaster with its failed management. The combination of Norfolk Southern's corporate greed, incompetence, and lack of concern for our residents is absolutely unacceptable to me. I guess Republican Governor Mike DeWine was too busy getting donations. I'll be honest with you. I, I really screwed up. I found Palestine, Ohio, and it was at the western border near Indiana. But the town is called East Palestine, which is just south of Youngstown on the border with Pennsylvania. A minor 275-mile difference. Oops. I had spoken to someone and boldly said that it was on the western border of Ohio. Sometimes even I make mistakes. And I admit them. (laughs) Hey, do you use Wikipedia? I do, sometimes. Wikipedia is owned by nonprofit Wikimedia Foundation. The Wikimedia Foundation filed suit against the NSA in Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, which allows searches of emails, internet messages, and other web communications leaving and entering the United States. The foundation explained, in the course of this surveillance, both U.S. residents and individuals located outside the U.S., are impacted. The NSA copies and combs through vast amounts of internet traffic, including private data showing what millions of people around the world are browsing online, from communications with friends and family to reading and editing knowledge on Wikipedia and other Wikimedia projects. This government surveillance has had a measurable chilling effect on Wikipedia users with research documenting a drop in traffic to Wikipedia articles on sensitive topics following public revelations about the NSA's mass surveillance in 2013. In other words, when it was found out they were doing it, suddenly people weren't more likely to visit Wikipedia to get their information because then the U.S. government would know they did it. Uh, Wikipedia, this, this is a valid argument. I think it is. Well, anyway, there's that chilling effect legal term again that we go over time and time again. Last August, Wikimedia represented uh, represented by the ACLU, Knight First Amendment Institute at Columbia University, and the law firm Cooley LLP petitioned the high court to take up the case after a divided panel of the U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals for the Fourth Fourth Circuit uh, Court dismissed it based on the state secrets privilege. I, and uh, you know there there shouldn't there shouldn't be that kind of a privilege for this. I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, uh, uh, attorney-client privilege is not valid if you're doing something illegal, right? Anyway, the Supreme Court refused to take it up. This means that lawmakers will have to decide if it should be allowed or not. But of course, lawmakers are the one who put it in place. 
It's crazy that the Supreme Court would not take it up, but why would they want to? Foreign intelligence gathering is outside the U.S., and they had the choice of doing the right thing and saying it was illegal, at least for the conversations coming from within the United States, which may not have helped Wikimedia anyway. Or they could kick the can down the road. SCOTUS sort of did just that. SCOTUS did not want to piss off Republicans who were responsible for invasion of your privacy. Under the Trump administration, after months of congressional hearings and some public controversy following a short-term extension of uh, three weeks, Congress passed a six-year extension of the FISA Amendments Act of 2008, 2008, which was signed into law in January 2018 which means it's in effect until next year, January 1st of next year. By the way, I use Wikipedia to research some of this. Hello to you at the FBI and NSA. I, you know, I haven't said hi to you guys at the FBI in a while. How are things going well for you? Have you noticed that I'm right about almost everything? Anyway. Lithium is the future gold mine. Yep, lithium, very valuable. And it's currently essential to move us towards a green economy. Toward a green economy? Uh, It's batteries. Uh, uh, That's what they are made of. Real quick, anything can be a battery, but lithium is the current technology. Uh, Let's say uh, you put a ton of bricks on a platform, and then you use solar power to raise the platform uh, through pulleys and gears 20 feet into the air or 100 feet, doesn't matter. Then you released that ton of bricks and as it came down, it turned those gears again and generated electricity. That makes that ton of bricks, the platform and structure, a giant battery because you stored all that energy into it, right? That's what a battery is. The battery that you and I are used to, that we know about, just move electrons to one side to store it, and then you draw those electrons to the other side to run something. That's all it is. It's the same thing. It's the same process, except it's a chemical uh, process instead of a mechanical process. My ton of bricks, that would be a mechanical process. Well, it would... It would be a chemical process because the solar panels uh, generated the electricity. But then it would be a mechanical process to release the electricity. Anyway, uh, in northern Nevada, where the U.S. Uh, the U.S.'s white people stored indigenous people to get them out of the way, are now in the way again. Members of the Western Watersheds Project filed an emergency motion in the federal court yesterday seeking an injunction against the Thacker Pass Lithium Mine in Humboldt County pending action by the 9th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals to ensure the project complies with federal law. That project is there because it sits on the largest known source of lithium in the United States, 
and was approved during the final days of the Trump administration. Critics say the project was illegally approved and will irreparably damage the delicate desert ecosystem and land where indigenous peoples are seeking federal historic recognition of a genocidal massacre perpetrated by U.S. colonizers. Yesterday, Western Watersheds Project staff attorney Talasi Brooks said in a statement, this mine should not be allowed to destroy public land unless and until the Ninth Circuit Court has determined whether it was uh, legally approved. There is no evidence that lithium, uh, that lithium uh, Nevada will be able to establish valid mining claims to lands it plans to bury in waste rock and tailings, but the damage will be done regardless. The emergency motion follows a lawsuit filed last week by Reno Sparks Indian Colony, Burns Palute Tribe, and Summit Lake Palute Tribe in response to U.S. District Judge Miranda Dew's earlier ruling that largely favored Lithium America's and rejected opponents' claims that the project would cause unnecessary and undue degradation to the environment and wildlife. The three tribes assert that all of Thacker Pass would be listed on the National Register of Historic Places because that's where the cavalry murdered them. Hundreds of people, Indians, uh, um, American Indians. Okay, I see both sides of the arguments, but I think we will end up having the lithium mine and tribes will make a lot of money from it. That's what I think what will happen. And I, and I think, and, and you know, I think this lawsuit is to get more money from the mining consortium. Uh, would you like to work a four-day work week? I once, I worked for this company, I once worked a three-day, 40-hour schedule <laughs> uh, I think I think I did uh, Monday, no Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because Thursday was a big day, um, because I was prepping. Um, so I once worked a three-day, forty-hour schedule, but after three weeks, the company didn't like it because I was the only person who actually worked. That meant that meant everything had fell apart when I wasn't there Friday through Monday. <laughs> I, you know, yeah, I get it. I, I was feeling good, though. I was nice and relaxed. I didn't care that I was working 12 hours, more than 12 hours a day. <laughs> uh, 61 companies in the United Kingdom joined a pilot program in June 2022 in which they reduced their employees' work week to four days with no reduction in salary. And eight months later... 91% of them decided they loved it and were sticking with it. 18 companies out of the 61 said they were committing to a permanent change based on the test run. Less worker burnout, more production, more happiness in the workforce, which led to less turnover and a savings. Company were given a choice as to how they would shorten their work weeks with some opting for Fridays off and others reducing work, working days per year or so employees would work on an average of 32 hours per week. The companies did not experience decreased revenue 
as critics of reduced working hours have claimed they would, revenues rose 35% on average compared with the same time period in previous years. More than 70% of the workers reported lower levels of burnout and employees reported fewer experiences of anxiety and increased positive emotions during the trial. There were even 37% of participants who reported slight improvements in their physical health. That means reduced health care costs. Go ahead, go on the internet, grab the study, and show it to your boss. Maybe you too can get four-day work weeks. So, another major winter storm caused by extreme moisture in the air put there by global warming is about to hit the northern U.S. More than 65 million people across 29 states from as far west as California, northern California, to Minnesota through Maine are under winter weather alerts that include warnings of severe icing, extreme cold, and sleet that are likely to make travel dangerous and knock out power to some uh, to some. Thousands of flights have been canceled. The upper Midwest is expected to bear the brunt of the storm in terms of snowfall, with uh, the Minneapolis, Minnesota area likely getting more than 20 inches today and more than two feet over the uh, multi-day storm, potentially the most in 30 years. An ice storm warning is in place across a stretch from Iowa to Michigan and significant icing is possible for the Mid-Atlantic by late tonight. More than 5 million people are under ice storm warnings across northeastern Iowa, southern Wisconsin, northwestern Illinois, and southern Michigan. And more than 2 million people are under blizzard warnings across parts of Wyoming, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and the Dakotas. Meanwhile, in the southeast, you know, Florida, Georgia, could see record heat for February with temperatures in the 70s and 80s common across the region. But don't worry. Republicans keep telling me there's no such thing as global warming. So there's nothing to worry about. Uh, Barbara Lee, Congresswoman from California's 12th Congressional District, has said she will also run for Dianne Feinstein's Senate seat. Okay. No. I ask, why would you dump a 92-year-old for a 78-year-old? Forget it. I still prefer Katie Porter, even over Adam Schiff. Please, I would prefer Katie Porter. Uh, so that's it. <clears throat> I, You know what? Midweek. Are you having a good week? Everything going on good? Uh, you know what? I did have a lot of stuff. I got through it pretty quick. I mean, this is eight pages. Wow. Uh, yeah, I did pretty good here. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. Man, do I appreciate you so much. I really do appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. This is PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Those four words, Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Maybe you want to send me a news story. Maybe you want to say hi. Whatever. It's all cool. And remember, always remember, 
Government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.